Kia ora and welcome to Business Your Way, a podcast where I take you behind the scenes and look at the strategies, systems and support needed to grow and scale an online service business. One that not only supports you and your family financially, but one that gives you the freedom to live the life of your dreams. I'm taking the many lessons learnt over the last two decades of running my own business and working with hundreds of clients to bring you what's working now conversations. I'm pulling back the curtain to bring you real stories from real people, including myself. We're going to talk about everything from how to get clarity on your vision, creating systems so you can automate and delegate, how to hire a kick-ass team that creates raving, returning and referring clients. We're even going to talk about how to kick those limiting beliefs to the curb so that you can flourish in your business. I'm your host, Sandra Julian, an Indigenous mama of three, fashion-loving sewist and business strategist. Each week, I want to help you dream big, plan well and do the work to grow and scale your business your way. Hey friend, welcome to episode 45 of Business Your Way. This is part two of a two-part series. I recently went out to the community on Facebook and on Instagram and asked if you had any questions that you wanted me to address on the podcast that related to growing and scaling a service-based business. I got some really great questions thrown at me, and so I'm looking forward to answering those questions on the podcast over the next coming few weeks. But today it is part two of the two-part series, which is a question I got asked about how do you create a business that is perfectly aligned with your talents, the way that you want to live your life, and attracting the clients that are interested in buying your services rather than asking you to check their DIY work. I thought this was a super great question and it's something that I think might trip us up in our beginning of our business when we are still figuring things out. So in part one of this two-part series, which is episode 43, if you haven't listened to that yet, I would highly recommend going back, listening to episode 43. In that episode, I talked about how to identify your strengths and talents and then align those to your business in the way that you want to live your life. So when you identify your strengths and you lean into your strengths and you clearly clarify for yourself how you want to live your life and you bring those two together into what feels fun, then you're going to create a business that doesn't feel like work all the time, that really integrates with the way that you want to live your life. And when we lean into our strengths and lean into our talents, things come easy. Business is not easy. Business can be simple, but sometimes it's hard. And so when we lean into our strengths, it can feel a lot easier for us. So go back, have a listen to episode 43. In this episode, I'm going to answer part two of that question, which is 
How do you attract the clients that are interested in buying your services rather than asking you to check their DIY work? Or attracting clients that just want to pick your brains or attracting clients that are always trying to negotiate your services. You really want to attract clients who value what you bring to the table. They value your strengths and your talents and how you can help them with their business. So that's what we are going to address in today's episode. Today I'm going to give you four clear action items so you can attract the clients that are interested in buying the services that you offer. So if you're out walking the dog or driving the kids to school right now listening to this podcast, put some time in your calendar to come back to the episode with a pen and a paper, make some notes. All right, the first area we're going to cover off today is identifying your ideal client. So being clear about who you serve and the problem that you solve. Because I'm sure you have heard the saying, when you serve everybody, you serve nobody. So the clearer that you can be around the niche that you serve and the client that you serve within that niche, this will help you attract that right fit client. So identify your niche and let me tell you about my business in order to demonstrate how I have niched down into what I do today inside my business event agency. So maybe 10 odd years ago, I suppose, in my very early days, I went to market as a full service event agency and I was doing everything. I was doing outdoor events, I was doing community events, I was doing cultural events, I was doing uh, weddings, I was doing expos, I was doing business events, gala dinners. If it was an event, I was doing it. But I always seemed to hit this pushback that I was never enough. I didn't have the right experience in the business event sector or I didn't have the right type of events up my sleeve as a community event person. So there was always something that wasn't enough with the range of events. So a business event client would say to me, oh, you haven't got experience of delivering a business event for 500 people. And yet I delivered a community event for 10,000 people. But they pushed back and they didn't feel that I had the experience for their 500-person business event. Frustrated the heck out of me when I clearly demonstrated that I can organize, you know, a community event for 10,000 people, this little old business event for 500 people, I surely could do that. But because they were looking through their very specific lens and looking for people and providers who could meet their specific need, that just ruled me out. And so, you know, as a small business, you can only deliver a certain amount of events in a year, especially when I liked having my hands in all the pies. It's a little different today. And I don't have my hands in all the pies. (laughs) I've learned my lesson. But, you know, I really quickly realized that I needed to niche down and choose one type of event that I would then 
get really good at. So I pulled back from all the community events, all the cultural events, all the expos, all of any other event other than business events. So conferencing, which fell into awards delivery, gala dinners, anything within the context of a business event, and that's more commonly described as um, meetings and conferences. When I really got clear about that was the niche that I wanted to get into, then I got clarity around who I was serving, who my ideal client is, who my marketing was targeted at, and the problem that I solved for them. And once I really got clear on that, I identified three clear problems that kept coming up every time I was talking to a client. They needed someone to help them with their capacity issue. They needed someone to help them with their knowledge and the providers, the program structure, the ideal way to get the best experience for their people coming to their conference. And more recently, they have wanted someone with technology and digital event knowledge, which we also have been able to bring to the table because we have been really specific in our niche. So when COVID hit and we had to pivot our conferences and meetings from in-person to online, we could get really clear on the digital experience and the digital tools needed to deliver a really, really good virtual event. So being clear about who you serve and the problem you solve gives you so much clarity and helps you really get good at that one thing, which is what your clients will see you as the expert for and then will be one of the things why they're attracted to you. So that's your first action item from today is to get clear about who you serve and the problem that you solve. Your second action item from today is to create your value proposition statement. This helps you clearly communicate what you do. The other names that you may have heard for this is uh, your elevator pitch, uh, your value proposition, your I help statement is another way that I've heard people describe it. But this is a sentence where you describe who you help what you do and the results that you get and the distinction why they should use you. So there is a formula to this statement and I will put it in the show notes so you can reference this formula, but it's I help X do Y so that Z unlike A because of B. So I help X, which is who you help, your ideal client, do Y which is what you do to help them, so that Z, which is the result that you help them achieve, unlike A, which is the alternatives that your customer has, because B, your distinction is, and then you describe your distinction. So let me put this into really practical uh, example for you by giving you my business event agency value proposition. So We are a business event agency delivering meetings and conferences. So that's your context for this. And it goes like this. We help culturally inclusive service-based business leaders to elevate their thinking so that they can deliver better business events, 
unlike other event managers who focus on execution, we focus on how their business event contributes to the organization goals. Clear as mud, right? But I've been able to then use this value proposition throughout all of my marketing material so we are clear that the ideal client that we want to work with are culturally inclusive service-based business leaders. That's our ideal client. We want to help them elevate their thinking so that they can deliver a better business event. We're not like our competitors who potentially just focus on the execution and logistics. We help our clients deliver better business events that contribute to their bigger business goals. And so we see ourselves as a partner coming to the table with our clients. So we're really clear now about the value proposition and the clients can then see what our value is when they engage us. So I really encourage you to really clearly communicate your I help statement. Go down to the show notes, get this formula, and then iterate this over and over and over and over again. It's going to take you a wee while to really nail down your value proposition, but it is well worth doing. Your third action item from today is to create your service product packages. And I call them a service product package because when you go to the supermarket, you buy a jar of peanut butter, you know what's in the jar. It's a product that you pick up off the shelf, you put in your cart and you go pay for. When we have service product packages, our clients can clearly see what they are getting in the container of service that we're going to help them with. It's not a label of a peanut butter with jam on the inside. It is a peanut butter jar, labeled peanut butter with peanut butter on the inside. And there are three components that need to work in harmony when you are designing your service product package. And they are your genius zone. So that's your first ingredient is your genius zone, what you're good at and what you love doing. And that's where episode 43, which was part one of this two-part series, explains how to find your genius zone. Ingredient number two for your service product package is knowing your ideal client, what the world needs from you and the audience that you will serve. So this is going back to your action item one for today is being clear about who you serve and the problem that you solve. So get clear on that. That's ingredients number two. Ingredient number three for your service package product is the transformation that your client is prepared to pay for. So this is what you can get paid to do. And that's the third ingredient in creating your service product package. So your genius zone, knowing your ideal client and what they're prepared to pay you for goes into your package. You can have more than one service product package in order to solve more than one problem that your client has. Because when you put everything into the kitchen sink and then try and sell everything and the kitchen sink, it's not what your client wants. It'll be too much. It'll be too overwhelming. And they will go, yeah, that's not for me because I don't need all of that. So when you break down your service packages into smaller bite-sized services that solve a particular problem for your client, 
the clients are going to be more inclined to say, oh, that's what I need. Great. You can help me. Here, I would really steer you away from an a la carte menu of services as well. So unlike you go to a restaurant and you want to have a choice from the menu and choose what you want to eat, when a client comes to you with a problem, they actually don't know the solution that they need 90% of the time. They've got a pain point, they know they've got a problem, they think they know what they're looking for, but they don't really know. So when you can package up your products in a way that they can see that that will help them, they are going to see the value in your products. But when you give them a menu of services to select from, again, they're going to walk away because they're too overwhelmed with all of the services on the menu and they don't know what to choose. So they choose nothing. So in this action item, I want you to create maybe at least three service packages. These are bite-sized service packages that your client would need to solve a problem that they have. I wanted to jump in here really quickly and ask you for a big favor. If you are loving this podcast and this episode, I would be grateful if you could share it with a friend. Or even better yet, jump over onto Instagram and share it on your stories. Don't forget to tag me, I'm sandrajulian.co. That really is the best way for others to find out about this podcast, and I thank you in advance. Alrighty, back to the episode. And so I want to give you, again, a practical example of how to think about this. So I'm going to give you my business event agency, our service packages that we are currently offering. We just have three services. So one, it is a event management service where we manage our clients' events for them. We have a registration package where we have the technology and the manpower to manage registrations for our clients. That is having an online form, getting the delegates to complete that form, to confirm their attendance. We take their payments and we communicate with them around how to turn up for the event. So we have a registration package and it's not just an online registration form. There is, it's a package of services from creating the form, helping design the form, collecting payment, sending the confirmation emails, sending the turn up emails, sending the receipt emails, sending the invoice. It's a full product package that we've called event registration. So that's our product number two. Our third product is a event app. So this event app can be used as an alternative to a conference handbook. It's a digital guide. It's also used for hosting virtual events and hosting hybrid events. So it's a one-stop shop for the delegates of a conference to get all of the information they need to successfully participate in the event during the event days. Now, sometimes we sell a client all three products. Sometimes we sell a client just the event app. Sometimes we sell just the registration package. So you can mix and match our product packages to meet the need that our client has. 
So that's your third action item for today is to sit down and create your service product packages. I also think of these as revenue streams. So when you get into your marketing strategies and your marketing plan, you will think about how many of each of these service product packages that you will sell in order to you know, bring in your different revenue streams. Alrighty, action item number four for today is to establish your boundaries by setting values in your business. Values are so important and key to a business. They can help you as the business owner make really smart decisions that are aligned to how you want to operate your business. If you've got a small team of maybe two or three people, it helps your team stay grounded and they can also make better decisions because they understand your core values, which are the beliefs and principles which drive your business. Values help your team work better together and distinguish your brand from your competition. So they help you stand out in the marketplace. They also help attract your clients. When a client can see that their values are in line with your values, they are one step closer to working with you. So now it's your turn to get into action and select your core values. Now these can be individual words, they can be a combination of words, or they can be a statement. So for instance, uh, core values could be integrity, boldness, honesty, trust, accountability. So they could be single words like that, or they could be statements like, Uh, Focus on the user and all else will follow. That's one of Google's core values. There's also another one that I like of their core values is you can be serious without a suit. Like that is so fun for a core value. And then the other example I wanted to share with you is the core values that we have within our uh, business event management agency. Uh, And because we are a Māori business management agency, we have got Māori words followed by the English words, and then we've got a statement for each value. So let me just share one of these values. So it's Awahatanga, which is innovative and creative. And our explanation for this value is fully embodying our name. We have embedded innovation and creativity at the core of our operation. We like to think outside the box and ensure we infuse creative ideas and innovative techniques into all projects. So that's one of our core values. And every time we're making a decision or we're thinking about how we are approaching our work, we are filtering it through this value. Are we being creative? Are we thinking outside the box? And is this infused into the way that we do business? So it's up to you how you want to put together your core values um, and in a way that makes sense for you and how you want to communicate those with your market. Having values also gives you your boundaries. It gives you the ability to say no 
which opens up the ability to say yes to the right work. It helps you establish your not negotiables in your business. So by putting your values into your business, it will help you with those no decisions. It will help you with the yes decisions. It will help you with your not negotiables, especially if your work and personal life balance needs to be in sync the way that you want to live your life, then values will help you enforce those boundaries. So go and do some work on your values and think about those as guiding principles and beliefs by which you want to operate your business. So those are the four things that I've got for you today in part two of this two-part series where we are answering this question. How do you create a business that is perfectly aligned with your talents, the way that you want to live your life, and attracting the clients that are interested in buying your services rather than asking you to check their DIY work? And who wants to have a business that just checks other people's work? Ah, that'd be not me. And these are just some of the areas that we clarify when you work with me to develop your business lifestyle canvas. So you can come work with me in a coaching package and we will work on your business lifestyle canvas so you can walk away having clarity around your talents, your lifestyle that you want to live, who you serve, the problem you solve, your value proposition, that your uniqueness that you bring to the table, your revenue streams, your service packages and your values all wrapped up in a two-page document, no more 50-page business plans, just a two-page document that will clarify these specific areas which will then allow you to go and create your marketing strategies and implement your sales mechanisms to attract those clients that you want to work with. I think of this as the foundations. If you haven't done this foundational work, which is your business lifestyle canvas, then what you put into your marketing strategies are going to be hit and miss. You are going to try all the marketing strategies. Nothing is going to stick. Nothing is going to work because you haven't first honed in these core elements around who you're attracting, what is your value, what are your boundaries, what are your service packages. So if you want to come work with me inside of a coaching container where we will develop your business lifestyle canvas, then I encourage you to reach out to me. I'm going to put a link in the show notes for you to book a call with me and we can have a call around where you're at in your business, how I can help you create your business lifestyle canvas so you can get this clarity that's needed to attract the right fit clients on autopilot into your business. Before you go today, I wanted to say thank you for being here and listening all the way to the end. All of the links to this week's episode can be found in the show notes. Or if you like to read a really good blog, then you can head over to my website at sandrajulian.co forward slash podcast. 
Now you've probably realized that running a business is not for the faint-hearted. There are challenges coming at you left, right and centre every day. But I'm here to tell you that challenges are only challenges because you haven't yet found an answer to them. The solution could actually be easier than you may think. But if you're anything like me, you tend to overthink or overanalyze the solution that is right in front of you. So what do you have to do to become the best boss you could possibly be? Well, you could go and take my two-minute free agency owner persona quiz at sandrajulian.co forward slash quiz. Here you'll find out how you can scale and streamline your business without compromising you and your lifestyle. I can't wait to know what your results are. So once you've done the quiz, why don't you take a screenshot, jump over to Instagram, share it on your stories, and don't forget to tag me. I'm at sandrajulian.co. If you've enjoyed today's episode, make sure that you hit the subscribe button to get notified of the new episodes as soon as they're released. And if you listen on Spotify or the Apple Podcast app, then I'd really appreciate if you could rate the show and perhaps leave a quick review if you are on the Apple app. Those five stars would mean the world to me and it would help get this show in the ears of more online service business owners. Alrighty, my friend, have the most productive week and I will talk to you again real soon.